Oi, oi, and welcome to the final episode of the season of the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, my forever South Stand chum, <sighs> my bearded legend, my compadre, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much, and welcome to, as Steve said, the final episode uh, for this season that we cover a match for more news about what's going on in the close season uh, coming up later. Thanks for joining us this week as always just to give you a quick Twitter update. Uh, we are progressing very very strongly there. We picked up a lot of new followers quite recently so welcome to anyone who's listening. Thanks for, uh, thanks for following us. Uh, as always um, spread the word. We you know we, we're don't uh, rest on our laurels. We're always looking to to put out the most relevant and, and up to date information out there. So, get following. Um, always include at Orient Outlook if you're looking for a retweet or if you know we don't just retweet anything. You know it's got to be something that's yep. that's that's fair and relevant or, or just an a, you know an opinion. Uh, we're on Instagram as well. Uh, Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast. Over a hundred followers now on Instagram. Have we really? Yeah. Another double. Wow. Mate, I don't know why we're so happy. I have no idea about um, Instagram. I don't see the purpose of it personally. Like not to not just Instagram in general. I mean, it's like Twitter yeah. and yeah. Facebook's not enough. I don't know. Anyway, so we're on that as well, uh, and also by email. If you're not on social media, we are orientoutlook at outlook dot com. Yep. So Orient Exiles abroad have been listening in. So this week we have had. Listens in France. I think I think that's Euro Orient. So cheers, mate. Nice one. There's been tons in France. Really? Tons in France. Oh, he's been spreading the word nicely. Cheers, Nick. Uh, Trabon, Nick. <laughs> Trabon. We uh, be, uh, be in Spanish. And it? also a lot in Australia. Like a lot, which has surprised me. So good day if you're down under. Good day. Good day, sport. Um, Norway, USA, Asia, um, Germany, Mexico, Canada, and Holland, and obviously yeah. Ireland as well. So. Fantastic, so a big shout out to all of you wherever you are listening to us. Lovely. Reviews from last week. We only had, um, well, we had quite a few, but we've only picked uh, three yep. this week. So from uh, at Kamachka FC, another great pod. Always feel better listening, no matter what the O's do on the pitch. Stay supportive, great stuff. Yeah, at Toolsand14 said, always listen and feel a bit happier after it. Let's get the win we need. And then it is what it is. At Michael, yeah, it's true. At Michael Shea says another great listen. Well done to you both for being constructive, right till the end. Next year we will come back stronger. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks to everyone who sent reviews in. So the week that was, um, obviously it was all in the build up to Swindon. That was, <laughs> yeah. you know, taking over the news, and we knew what we had to do. So twenty eighth of April on Tuesday, we played Gillingham in the final third development league game. Uh, lost two one, but Cash get scored the Orient goal. Yeah, well done, Scott. Well done, uh, Scott. Uh, it's announced that a sixth free coach is added to cope with the demand. The first allocations of tickets for the Swindon match sell out, and another batch are now being sold. Yep, and on Tuesday night, Mr. Kevin Nugent goes with ex goalkeeping coach Kevin Dearden to watch Colchester play out a one or draw with Swindon. Nugent obviously going there to scout out Sunday's op- opponents. Good sign yeah. there from Nugent. I thought, that was, I thought it was good that we were sending someone to watch it. Yeah, yeah, and it's reports of us not scouting. You know, yeah, it was good. Um, so the result of that match was Swindon one, Colchester one. That means we dropped to twenty third because Colchester go above us by one point. They had forty nine to our forty eight. But to be fair, that didn't really change anything, really, because it didn't. It was always dependent on absolutely on Saturday on Sunday. Yeah. Yep. So Wednesday, twenty ninth of April, secret Leighton Orient fan Mark Cooper, who's a Swindon <laughs> boss, <laughs> starts suggesting that Swindon may rest several players for the visit of the O's, and hints that a few first team players are doubtful for Sunday. Of course they are, Marcus. Nice one. 
Up the O's. Up the O's. Well done. <laughs> Cheers, Pella. Um, so then on Thursday, uh, Matt Baldry is interviewed for the East London uh, Advertiser. Uh, that's George Sessions, at George Sessions. Uh, I don't think the fans deserve to see us relegated, Baldry said. We've had a difficult season and I can't lie, a lot of stuff has happened and it has been hard. But if we keep up, uh, if we keep the club up, we could rebuild and start next season learning from our mistakes. That would be amazing for the club, so this is what we need to do. When you play at the top and you're winning, it is not hard. But when you're in trouble, you need to show you've got character and got balls. And next week we are going to see if we have got that. Fabio Liverani was also interviewed and said things have been tough since he took over due to injuries. Yeah, I mean, going back to what Borgi said, I mean, that's pretty standard stuff. We knew that. It would just be nice if he'd come out earlier and said it. You know, we know players need balls, but to say it with one game left when you're 23rd, don't know, maybe a bit too little too late. Yeah. Uh, Liverani, to be honest, we always read these Liverani quotes and they absolutely baffle me, so I'll continue to baffle myself. Um, sometimes I change the team for injury reasons and sometimes I change it because of a tactical decision because I'm always valuing the effort the player puts in on the pitch so every week it looks different. Later on, he'll contradict himself on that. Yeah. I'll train that out loud. Um, the injuries for me have been a very big problem. We've had too many injuries over the last six months. Fair point there from Fabio. But yeah. again, whose fault is that? They're yeah. all happening on the training Why ground. Why have they so been? Yeah. Absolutely. It is difficult when you don't have a player for many weeks, and this is probably one of the biggest problems we have had. But when you're in this situation, it doesn't just depend on one reason, but many reasons altogether. What well, sounds yeah. like that, he was just blaming it on the injuries. So Yeah. I think he's clutching. Well, he's not clutching at straws so much. In so much as, yeah, we have had uh, injury issues. Um, you know, Lloyd James breaking his leg early on. Vinco being out for a sustained period. I mean, neither of them were playing particularly well when they when they got their injuries. But it hasn't helped. But but the fact is that last season we played so well with a consistent team. Teams that play the fewest players consistently do better than those that change it all the time. I've got to disagree on what you said. About James, James was on fire when he got injured. He okay. was super. Vince, though, I kind of get what you're saying, yeah, yeah. but I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. The two big injuries were James and Vince. Lowe. Yeah, Vince Lowe does such a good job on protecting the back four, and when he plays, we look a lot less vulnerable. And I feel without Vince Lowe and the team, we have looked like we're going to concede pretty much every game we've played. And I think not having Vince Lowe there has been a major mm. factor in that. Um, and James, I thought, started the first couple of games of the season quite poorly. But then he went on a run where he was absolutely fantastic, so he broke his leg. Mm. Um, so fantastic points there, yeah. But then I, I, I think Bartley should have been... But Bartley's been injured for quite a long time. Bartley yeah. got injured just as he was coming good under Mauro. Yeah. Um, Coxie been had, in and out, has been it? in and out due to fitness. You know, Simpson. Henderson. Henderson. Desena. Desena. Legends. I mean, the list goes on. Woods. Yeah. Not that, you know, Chizak's been fantastic, but had Woods and Legends not been injured, then maybe one of them would have got a constant run in the team. It could have, could have been slightly better. Sawyer. Desena? Yeah, not being able to put a consistent left back. Omazuzi? Everyone's had their problems. All, all, they? Literally going through them. Except for Baldry and Clark, I think everyone's had it, haven't they? Bat? Bat's been in. <coughs> all of them. So, you know, crazy. Mooney, Lisby? Lisby had a massive injury. Yeah. Unreal. That, that was a shame. Unreal. So, what. Um, he went on to say about the Swindon match. Yep. So, he said the players have been focused in training and during the matches this week. The last game of the season is very important. In this moment, for us, it is very important to win. But obviously it depends on other results. It is the last game, so it's very important the players give 100%. I mean, what does that mean? Do they not give 100% in every other game? Um, we still have two or three days to make a decision about the first team for Swindon. Of 
cool, that's fine. Friday the 1st of May, Orient hosts Peterborough in the final third division league game of the season. Uh, Orient lead at half-time with a Scott Cashkick goal. Um, but then in the second half, he adds another one. So he got to, gets a brace in that game. The O's finish uh, winners at 2-1. Um, and then the club announced that a seventh free coach is being laid on for the Swindon yeah, game. That's fantastic. fantastic. Well fantastic done. Well, can I just say, despite all this negativity, well done to the club for doing that. Absolutely. Because them coaches aren't going to be cheap. Absolutely, yeah. So, fair play and thanks for doing that to yeah. Alessandro and everybody. Uh, Rob, probably Rob Noble in that as well. Um, cheers, boys. That, that's, that's great. I mean, we drove, but the fact that... <laughs> no, but the cheers, fact for, that cheers for your free coaches, but we're going to drive. the fact that it enabled so many more fans oh, that probably yeah. wouldn't have bothered. Great point. And also, because the tickets were so bloody expensive as well, 27 quid, yeah. that might have been people putting off. All someone, need, yeah. all, all someone needed was £30.50, 27 50 for the ticket, three quid for a programme, and you get your coach travel there and back, you take a packed lunch, it's job done. Well, not even a programme, mate. You don't even need a programme, you get Absolutely. to hand out 30 quid for an away game. <laughs> I mean, uh, you don't get that Very anywhere good. else. Very anyway, good. moving Sat- on. Saturday, 2nd of May, so yes. we are congratulating some ex-Orient players, so it is life after you leave Orient, it's not all doom and gloom. So yeah. <laughs> promotions <laughs> and all sorts. <laughs> well, who would have thought so? Well done to Charlie Daniels. Ryan Alsop and our good old school friend, Mr. Stephen Purchase. Yeah, next well done, boys. He was, he, was yeah, in well my, he was in our form class. He was, top lad. So, fair play to him. It's good to see, good to see decent and, players yeah. doing, doing well. And also, begrudgingly, congratulations to Moses Odibajo. No, he not begrudgingly. Yes, begrudgingly. No, not for me. Well done, Mo. Yes, top bloody boy. begrudgingly. Top boy. Top boy. He deserves it. He's a good lad, Mo, and he's got he's got yeah. his head on his shoulders and he's he's got the absolutely spot on attitude for, for being a pro footballer and if only more more people were like him. Well at his feet. Did we get down for the transfer fee? No, because there's add ons. Yeah, but I'm not sure. A million seems really cheap for Mo now. But that was the best offer that we had. I know. That's the best. If someone's not prepared to pay he's only worth what someone else will pay. I think he was worth more. To us, yeah, he was worth more because I think his loss this season has, has cost absolutely, us. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, in a sense that he was, he he was your your trip. Your, he was so fast. He was your last yeah, man back, and yeah. he would we we would have got away with a lot more with him. Yeah, you're spot on. Spot so yes, on. he was worth a lot more to us, but in re- in reality, you know, a million quid's a million quid. Mate, time will tell. So that leads us on to yesterday's big match, the crunch match. Last game of the season. Yeah. Swindon away. So team, well, we had a nice drive up there before yeah. we start with that. First, drive, first away ground. Thanks, mate. You've done good really time. well. Good Very time. good time. Very good time. Had Without... a cheeky little Starbucks. <laughs> um, first time at the county ground. Decent yeah. experience, decent parking opportunities eventually. Yeah, although that magic roundabout in Swindon is absolutely That's weird, insane. isn't it? Yeah. Very strange. So the team was announced. Um, Chizak in goal. Yep. Defence was Amazuzi left back. Clark Baldry centre back, O'Neill right back. Midfield was the diamond in the end, wasn't it? It was kind of diamond. I think so, so with Cox at the top. Cox at the top, right Bartley and James Philly in the rest of the diamond, and Simpson and Dagnall up front. On the bench, we had Woods, Cuthbert, Lowry, McEnough, Bat, Hedges, and Mooney. Although, reneging on what we've just agreed on there, actually, because Simpson was giving their left back a torrid time, I think he was playing a four five yes. one. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Actually, or four four one one with Simpson yes. out on the right. You're right. So. You're right. Simpson was absolutely destroying <coughs> their um, left back. So my thoughts: if you're going to give, well, the supporters club gave Scott Scott Cuthbert the away player of the year, and Liverani leaves him out for the last away <laughs> game of the season. Jesus, um, I was surprised with the formation. If I'm honest, I thought we'd see Cox on the left and Joby on the right. Yeah, but maybe that's because Nuge scouted. 
and, and seeing, you know. But they maybe... made nine changes, <laughs> yeah. so you wouldn't be watching the same Mate, players. Absolutely. Don't know. Very good call. Your thoughts on the team? Uh, thought we'd be playing 4 3 3. Wasn't surprised, but I wasn't underwhelmed either. I, I quite like the fact that O'Neill was, was back in at right back. Yes. I think we're a better defensive team with him at right back. Omazusi um, had some reservations, but actually he was he's really solid, isn't he? He's a very good defender. I've, I've gro- he's grown on me. Right. Yeah, he's grown. And, and if we played next season with uh, O'Neill back on loan at right back and Omazuzi signs again and put him at left back, I wouldn't be unhappy about that. I don't want to be a downer, but I can't see O'Neill coming back. No, 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 I can't, but I'm just saying yeah. if. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd and Josh could be the ball players and Bartley driving forward to start attack, so I thought that that might be another variation. Yeah. So he could he could switch it up depending on how the, the game went. Yeah, so those were our views. Your views via Twitter, at PDR1112, said Swindon make nine changes with two youngsters in the team. If we don't win today, then Liverani should definitely go Come on, you O's, you can do this. At SamCast9 says, Saved his most ridiculous till last. Must win game and we start with three central midfielders. At Michael Shea said, Excellent side with O'Neill adding an extra dimension. We will create chances and today's the day to finally put them away. Yeah. At Billy Herring 03 says, More likely 4-3-1-2 in my opinion with the fullbacks encouraged to attack and give us width. Cox in a free roll, which is what we said before as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. At Orient Dave said, another change with the defence. No right winger. What is Liverani thinking? At Boatsy, strong team, must win, short, sharp and to the point. Yeah, absolutely. At David Ricard 80 said, you have to assume that both Mackinac and Hedges aren't fit enough for 90 minutes. The diamond does not work for us. Well, Hedges, when we spoke to him at the Star Man, he said that he'd been playing with a busted toe yep. all season, so... Um, so some funny tweets that we had before the match at Pank P 7 said need to do a nervous poo yep I hope it were hope that was a good experience for you mate <laughs> and uh, thanks for sharing that with us all yeah at Magic 1601 said I've just done my survival dance and asking him upstairs to be nice today at the authentic Gaz I've got 15 changes of pants on standby <laughs> that one tickled you particularly it didn't did. it yeah, yeah it, made me, it made me lull as the kids say so <laughs> we got in the ground about 11.55 it good to see so many many familiar faces was, most yeah. of the South Stand were there who we know so it was really good to see them good turnout I've got to say we started really well yeah we did very we, attacking Simpson O'Neill started in particular very well very attacking Simpson was, Simpson was doing their left back all the time yeah, he had a shot well saved by their keeper. Yeah, and then a penalty appeal waved away after he was brought down in the box. That yeah, actually seen them given, so quite unlucky not to get. But you know, it, we were getting lots of space, and no one was really challenging us. We kept yeah. driving forward. And Swindon um, looked quite nervous. I thought. Yes, no. They looked a bit overawed by the fact that they're against. Absolutely. Jay Simpson and Marvin Bartley's and, and yeah, they look they look disorganised. They look a bit sloppy. Um, however, on the fourteenth minute, it took a great save from Chizak to deny Williams. Uh, at the near post, um, and that would have been typical, you know, had they had we conceded that goal, you know, having yeah. the better of the first fifteen minutes, it wouldn't have surprised anyone had that goal had gone in. So great save from Chizak, and what else do you expect? He's been fantastic this season, absolutely. And in eighteenth minute, um, the pivotal moment of the match, or one of them, James beats the offside trap again. Very sloppy play from Swindon. Yeah, they tried to play the offside. They tried to play trap. offside a couple of times, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they really did. Really fouled, and we sprung it. James had a one on one. Went around the keeper, got ball down. Easy decision. Yeah, easy right decision. decision. Yeah, although Dagnall gets the ball after James gets ball down and tries to score and, hit, and hits it wide. Did he? I missed <laughs> yeah. it. Hits it wide, but always a penalty, always a red card because of how close it was and how central it was. It was and there was no defender yeah. covering. Um, so it's a penalty. Penalty. Took an eternity, didn't it, for Swindon to bring on their substitute keeper? Because Terrell got a red card. Yeah, it took 
ages. James Straight stepped record. up. I was actually quite confident in James, to be fair. Yeah. When he stepped up, um, he hit it to his right, and the keeper made. I thought the keeper made a good save. It was a good save. I haven't watched it back. But I still think the keeper made a good save. A few yeah. people next to us thought it was a poor penalty, but I just thought it was a good save. Yeah, it was. It was kind of right of centre. It wasn't in the corners. It wasn't top or in the top corners or in the bottom corners. It was kind of probably at a pretty decent height. Yeah. Um, and the keeper that saved it is the brother of the guy that just yeah, got sent random. off. So, um, you know, and it did take an eternity for Swindon to bring their sub keeper. And I don't understand that happened to us previously as well. I can't remember which game that was that that happened in. Do you remember? No idea. You have got a better memory than me. No idea. So yes, yeah, so I'll pull out. Oh, was it Port Vale? Yeah, okay. Port Vale at home. So Lloyd, Lloyd unfortunately, um, has his penalty saved. He looked genuinely gutted he, afterwards. He looked gutted, but heads didn't go down. We still continued to dominate them. We it, did. It, it, it wasn't like, you know, oh, we've missed a penalty, our balls, you know. Yeah. Heads go. They still wanted the ball. Yeah. 39th minute, Dagnall was played in by Cox. Dagnall, it was a bit of a difficult chance, but he took it and just smashed it over, which is typical with Dagnall in the last couple mm. of games. Just playing without confidence. But yeah. I have to say... Some of the link-up play with the with them and, and the passing and getting out of trouble and that sort of stuff, I actually thought was was really actually quite good. Yeah. Um. And and it's probably the m- the most sustained and the and the sort of longest amount of attacking possession football that we've played this season. But don't forget, we were playing against kids and reserves. I know. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> and then it was coming. If it takes it against kids, then if it takes us to to be playing against kids, then bring on League Two. So in the fortieth minute. Cox uh, wins the ball of Rossi Branco um, and he basically nips in to shoot low past the onrushing Belford. I'm going to play Great it. finish by Coxie. The goal had been a long time coming been a long and time it was coming. a massive release of, of stress and, and uh, pressure, I think, from, from the fans. It was a bit of a, a, a release, really. It had been coming. Swindon had been pissing about with their defence and once Cox got in, you just knew he was going to finish it and he did so. And I'm going to play this because it might be the last time we ever get a chance to play the Go Dino goal celebrations. Here it is. Hopefully not for the last time. This is the Dino or an Outlook goal celebration of glory. So that was 1-0 to the O's. And at that point, I just thought we were going to cruise this match. I've got yeah, to be honest. Four, but we had six minutes done. of injury time, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and which, we... which seemed like an eternity. But it ended 1-0 at half-time. Crawley, Notts County and Colchester all drawing, which meant that as things stood at half-time, we were staying up on goal difference. Yeah, and if you, um, you know, I was going to say... That's as good, good as, as it gets. gets. So if you want to switch off now, I'm presuming we stayed up, then that's perfect. Yeah, especially if you're of a nervous disposition. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, this is the highlight of the podcast. It's not going to get any better. It goes downhill from here. To, well, until <laughs> towards the end, actually. Yeah. Uh, the attendance was announced as 8609, 8,609, although I have to say it didn't look like 8,600 people it's in that. B- it's because that stand is so big. The one of facing the away facing stand. It's huge, that stand. And fair play, 1,131 yeah. away fans. So well Travelling in numbers again, so fantastic. Well done. All and season we've travelled in numbers. It is We are really, really, for a lower league side, a really well-supported home and away club. Absolutely. So because there was... Could be better at home, s- but because there, because there was such a delay um, with the penalty, it meant our game kicked off later than... The, the second half going on. The first half finished later, which meant that we kicked off later. Yeah, so absolutely. by the time the second half kicked off, Crawley literally scored as the teams were coming out um, against Coventry. So it meant we were going down as it stood. Yeah, and we hadn't even Coventry kicked off in the second half. So that, yeah. how's that? So two minutes after that, um, Jay Simpson has a shot saved. 
Uh, that falls to Dagnall, and in turn, um, he's uh, sorry. He then turns. He's with his. He has his. The ball falls to him. He's got his back to goal. He turns and shoots <laughs> into the corner. God, that was a bit of a, a yep. thing for me to get out. Two nil. Yep. And because it might be the last time Dagnall scores for Lane, we're going to do this. Yep. Bob, 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 Bob. That was it. Okay, yeah. lovely. Amazing. Thanks for that. No problem. So at that point, you said that Liverani thought he'll sit back and you know with a didn't two nil, didn't with I tell a two you? nil thing, you'd sit back and invite the pressure. Um, and we'll see what happens with that. On forty eight minutes, oh, almost three nil. Great effort from Coxie. Fantastic, and it just unfortunately didn't make it under the bar. If that goes in, we win that four nil, five nil. At three nil, they, they, all the Swindon fans would have left. The head would have gone down. We would have cruised that. Yeah. Um, Great effort, though. He was yeah, well desperately done, unlucky. He was. Unlucky, mate. Yeah. 52nd minute, right, just kept running and running and running. No one went to him. And he shot, and he kind of skimmed it wide. It kind of touched the outside of the post, but it was never going in. The keeper yeah. always had it covered. Yeah. Um, and then New started to filter through it. Colchester missed a penalty against Preston. Yeah. So as it stood, it was only the Crawley result that was keeping us down. Yeah. Uh, 55th minute, Shane Lowry replaced Omazuzi, who took a knock. I thought Omazuzi done well to play actually, considering he didn't make the Starman Awards the week before because of his injury. Yeah. Um, which was good. And then another now in the coffin, Notts County took the lead at Gillingham, which meant that both Notts County and Crawley were ahead of us as at that stood. time. Yeah. As it stood. Um, so 61 minutes. Um, Swindon get a free kick just outside the area. Uh, Anton Rogers, apparently son of uh, Liverpool manager Brendan, steps up with a superb What's free that? kick. He gets it, flicks it up and smashes it past Chisak. Now, I couldn't see that because they had that, did I. that bloody post in the way. Did you see it on TV, though? No, I haven't watched oh, it. Oh, brilliant. I, I thought it was just a rubbish free kick. Oh, I just thought it was a good free kick, but it was an indirect. Guy passed it back to him, one-touch flick, smash. Really? Yeah, really good. I haven't had a chance to watch it today. Really good. Maybe Chisak should have done slightly better. I don't think Chisak was expecting the flick up. I think the flick up done him because he just thought it would, it would come to him. Um, and once they scored... Swindon yeah. fans started to piping up. Everyone wanted the ball for Swindon. Um, but we'd been inviting pressure. Like I said to you, Latuna Oliverani just kind of seemed like he wanted to defend it. Um, New started filtering through it. Commentary had equalised against Crawley. So we only needed Gillingham at that point to equalise for us to stay up. So Swindon were back in the game and we were just inviting them on to us. At this point, you wouldn't even know if you started watching it who had two men, who had ten men, um, and who needed to win to stay up. Yeah, very difficult. Um, when 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 you're low on confidence, it's 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 one of those, isn't it? Yeah, and then um, they should have made it to all. Actually, I haven't watched the chance on the football league show again. Um, did they have a football league show last night? Yeah, yeah, it was on. Swift should have um, oh, okay. scored for Swindon. He had pretty much an open goal and he spooned it over. So we were just inviting pressure and inviting right. pressure. But then the now that literally sent us down. Colchester took the lead. Against Preston, I mean, you couldn't even write it, really. No. Typical for the O's. The one result you thought we'd, we'd be straightforward, and it was one result that actually done us. Um, yeah, so now we were going down as Colchester and Notts County were winning. 81st minute, final sub for the O's. As Dean Cox is replaced by Scott Cuthbert. I've got to confess, I didn't understand that substitute. I don't know why Cox came off for Cuthbert. Don't know. Dean, I didn't appear like he was injured. They were kind of driving at us. Yeah, I don't know what he's put Scott on for. I don't know if what he's, he's gone that. five at the back. 
Yeah, it didn't work though, obviously. No, because Scott was playing on the left side because he was at down our way. Yeah, so, so I don't understand that. So Gillingham then equalised uh, against Notts County. So as it stands, all we need is Preston to get a goal, and we would we would yeah. be staying so up. Preston would have scored at that moment with five minutes of the season apparently left. Apparently, they they missed so many chances, oh, and apparently they didn't turn up for their game either. They had one one thing to do, and that is ensure they go up over MK Dons yeah, let and, and down they did it so they let themselves down and in the end uh, Swindon get a penalty in the 85th minute due to a clumsy challenge from uh, Luke O'Neill yep. uh, Andy Williams steps up and, and there was no question or doubt in his mind he, he sends Chiss out the wrong way it's 2 all against 10 men and a team of youths and reserves I mean yep. it's, it typifies it's our season really doesn't it yep so we threw everything forward even commentary and Gillingham both score late goals and win convincingly to do us a favour but the final whistle goals is Colchester beat Preston, which means we are relegated. Paul, can you stop watching the free kick, mate? Let's uh, do the podcast. That's, a, that's an amazing free kick. I know, like I said. I missed that. Come on, come on. Wow. So, full-time whistle went. Yeah. The chance of Liverani out started ringing across the stadium as the match ends to all that you'd probably expect, really. <laughs> players come home and clap the fans. Um, a few players throw their shirts into the crowd. So, yeah. I don't know who else done it, but... Josh Wright did. Dino definitely did. So did Josh and so did Bat, maybe more. And then you spotted this, I didn't. So Liverani, you say, came over. Yeah, he was... So basically, when the players were sort of chucking their shirts in and clapping, um, Chisat for his gloves and, and a couple of others, I'm sure, did. Uh, but yeah, Liverani was sort of hands in pockets, head down. So if you imagine that the players were on the... Right by the, sta- right by the stand, by the wall... Um, there was a wall of stewards uh, and then the players obviously and then I think Liverani was more towards the sort of edge of the 18 yard box he was quite a way back but you know he he, he stood there you know he took the abuse he got uh, no I don't I don't recall any other management coming over um, I think they were all sort of more more aside but again a typical match that we should have won easily against 10 men we've let a two goal lead slip we've let out you know alright it doesn't matter it's academic now because Preston didn't draw yeah. so it's kind of academic but had it have been in our hands that Preston would have done us a favour we wouldn't have we wouldn't have done ourselves, ourselves a favour so mate story of the season so we finished the season in 23rd place in League 1 which is pretty terrible so, um Final record of the table, played 46, won only 12, drawn 13. That's shameful. Lost 21, 49 points and a goal difference of minus 10. So some stats that we saw. So um, this is this is new, we've not come across... No, he's not an Orient fan. ...at Stats Christian before. No, it's, so a, it's, a, it's a League One stat page. Fine, OK, so what, what's it? He's saying that um, relegated late in Orient, finished 20 places lower, won 37 points less... Won thirteen less matches and lost eleven more than last season. Yeah, that's that's one that's stat. Pretty, that's pretty, pretty damning grim. stat. Um, Next in, one in the previous four League One seasons, Leighton Orient, Notts County, and Crawley would have been safe with their respective points totals. Sod's law in it, and Sod's law was last, last season. season we would have gone up. Yeah, yeah, we would have gone up as champions probably. Yeah. He also said that we were twenty-five to one to go down at the start of the season. At Dulcet Dave tweeted Swindon made nine changes, played football for over 70 minutes with 10 men, and Orient still couldn't win. Yep, so Fabio had to say after the game, We gave everything we would have gone, we gave everything we would have gone down even if we had won, so we, so we are not bitter. What? There have been so a number we'd have of... gone down if we'd have won because Preston did. Oh, I know before. what he means, I just don't like what he's saying. Oh, okay. Um, there have been a number of problems, huge number of injuries. It is too early to talk about next season now. I have great respect for the supporters and I can only say thank you to them. He says he goes on to say, I feel responsible for the for the relegation, 
but I was not responsible for bringing in this group of players. Do you mean the group of players who so, um, who you made the playoff final last season? And the ones, the ones that you had the opportunity to change in the transfer windows that you've had. Yep, absolutely. Those, th- those players, the ones that you've been managing <laughs> week in, week out on the training pitch a- that said have been working hard. Absolutely. Fabio also said he would not consider resigning, so Bichetti's going to have to sack him, uh, you would guess, but I don't think he will. He will meet with the president and plan for the future. He said the objective was to avoid relegation. He um, failed in that objective then. Everyone is Everyone is responsible for what has happened, and I'm very sad today. Hey, in my job, if I fail an objective, I'm get I'm straight in the uh, office and get my pants pulled down. Yeah, or live around it. Yeah, you get put on 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 notice. Fabio said the problem was that we conceded too many goals and we're not hungry enough to defend. That that doesn't make any sense. I don't know what that means. Nathan so, Clark. So, sorry to interrupt there. Uh, what you are not hungry enough to defend? So I presume that means he's going to take out the entire back four with a new keeper. Maybe. What, what else is there? Well, Nathan and, and, Clark's contracted next season. But, so. but, but if, if he's saying that, if, and you're Clark, Baldry, Cuthbert, Omo, Sawyer, Desena, is that slow on the defence? I, I don't, I presume so. Maybe. Silly quote. Nathan Clark explained that. Got to be positive. We're all disappointed, but have to look forward. Can't take league too lightly. I'm sorry, but I disagree. Yep. I disagree with that. It's a, it's a down dressing room. We've had some poor performances this season. You look at the squad names and it's just not happened. We've been on the back foot. Training has been good. There's always been a good intensity. Haven't haven't been outworked. We have been outplayed sometimes. I'd say I, I disagree, I disagree with that. that. I'd say you've been outworked plenty of times, times this season. Yeah. That fella. Um, so players' reaction on Twitter at Josh Wright said, "Absolutely gutted is an understatement. This club means everything to me. I can only apologise to the fantastic fans. The club will bounce back. I think one of the only players to come out this season with any kind of credit credit is probably Josh." Yeah, one of them. Not saying the only one, but yeah, mate, certainly one. Of them. Table doesn't lie. Matt Ball at Math Baldry five says table doesn't lie. As a team or, or stroke organisation, we haven't been good enough. Sorry to the fans, you don't deserve that, and thanks for your support. Yeah, Sean Bat at Batman underscore fourteen said sad day for the football club. The fans were incredible today, even at the very end. Thank you for all your support over the last two seasons. So I would imagine that from that goodbye. tweet, Bat was off. Yeah. Yep. At Scott at Dean Cox said at Dean underscore seven Cox says wasn't good enough throughout the whole season whole of the season the fans are a credit to the club great backing today and throughout a very tough time thank you yeah at Scott Cuthbert fifteen Scotty C says apologies apologies to the fans for what's been a dire season and mm. thanks for all your support yeah and uh, at do the Bartman which is um, Marvin Bartley says today's been an extremely and upsetting day but the table doesn't lie and us as players know that thank you to all the fans who stuck at it with us we're, deep, we're all deeply sorry this season has finished like this and lastly at Ryan Hedges uh, at Ryan Hedges 95 says a disappointing way to end my loan at Leighton Orient I would like to thank everyone at the club for what they have done for me during my loan also thank you to Fabio Liverani for giving me this opportunity and to the fans who have stuck behind us Good luck for next season. I think this is probably, I'm about to read my longest ever summary. Yes, Paul's got a huge summary and it's probably not going to uh, cheer you up anymore. No, I'm afraid not. Having read the excerpts <laughs> from, from interviews Fabio has done, he seems to be pointing his finger of blame at everyone else for the failings of this season. I do agree with him that he took over a squad who were at the bottom end of the table. The players were someone else's acquisition, etc., but having got the job in early December or mid-December, whenever it was, he's had plenty of time to change our fortunes and bring in some of his own players, change formations and set plays, as well as a transfer and loan window, which which 
he used or Mauro used or, yeah. or the club used to get Luke O'Neill, Ryan Hedges, Jake Taylor and Alex Chisak. Only two of them have played regularly. Yeah, okay, yeah. Frankly, Fabio, you've had plenty of time and opportunity to save us from relegation, move us up to a safe mid-table position like Gillingham and ensure we're in League One next season. That's a very good point, mate, just to interrupt you. <coughs> Gillingham set their manager roughly the same point, go similar position to us, went for Justin Edinburgh. Yep. And, and they finished, I don't know where they finished, but about mid-table. something yeah. like that. Yep. Saying you don't mind if we're in League One or, or Two next year is astonishing to me as a fan. I want to hear my manager telling us how desperate he is to be in League One and how he wants to push for a promotion charge to the Championship next season and not back up to League One. It doesn't sound like you have the fire, passion and determination to be our manager and language barrier cannot be an excuse. There are translators and you could have learned a lot of English in five months. In complete contrast, when you hear Nathan Clark talk, particularly in the most recent BBC interview he did, he has no fear for the club, wants to do well, says everyone's behind the manager and it's up to the players to get out of this mess. Whether that's what he really thinks deep down or whether he's speaking with his media hat on is another question and one I'll never get an answer to. We aren't the only club to have had four managers this season. Watford, who have just been promoted to the Premier League, also had four. Look at Hartlepool, who got a manager in and kept them safe last minute, despite being rock bottom for some time. I say last minute, I think they were safe with a game or two to go. But anyway, injuries have been an issue for us. In fact, why have there been so many injuries? We didn't have this issue last year, and most of the team are last year's. At times, I've questioned your tactics and team selections. Your inability to motivate your team captain and the rest of the first team squad is a huge fail because being a football manager isn't just about tactics and formations it's about motivation spirit and instilling belief in every player to ensure they have the confidence to play to their full ability and potential following relegation and your comments post-match it seems you did not have the players on your side you didn't earn their respect and now you're pointing the finger at everyone else except yourself as yeah <laughs> well no I, I, you've moved it around you've put mine first so yeah go on yep We should comfortably have beaten a 10-man Swindon yesterday, but we drew. Our destiny wasn't in our hands, and that's solely down to the players and management. I'm so glad this, personally, so glad this season is over, and I hope the summer wields some changes, and we have a good pre-season and start the League 2 campaign positively. Also, what a shame that the club captain and CEO of our promotion year were there to witness the undoing of their hard work from 10 years ago. So in that, you mean reference to Mackie... And Matt Porter. Who were there yesterday. Who were there yesterday, Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You feel better after that? It's a bit therapeutic, yeah. <laughs> so, me, I'm just going to keep mine short and sweet. It's a terrible season. From the moment I got into Brisbane Road for the first home match of the season, first match of the season against Chesterfield, it didn't feel right. Something was really off. Uh, even with all the injuries, the squad hasn't been good enough. Terrible appointments by Bichetti in his first season as chairman. Don't really think he knows what he's doing. Consistent examples of that, you know. The Slade ultimatum. Getting rid of Porter, pissing around with different managers, the Fabio appointment, everything that can go wrong this season has gone wrong. We haven't shown many qualities on the pitch, unfortunately. We've been very inconsistent. Players have been switching off, different team every week. Players coming in, like you said, not starting, baffling substitutions. For me, I thought Fabio around Coventry away was starting to show kind of his managerial skills, but it's just gone downhill. Um, and now I can't really back him. You know, his interviews don't make sense. He seems very arrogant in TV interviews. He's not even looking at the camera or appearing motivated. However, if Bichetti does stick with him, I hope Fabio gets money and gets bringing the players who he wants to bring him. 
that's it. That's what I'm yeah. going to say. Yeah. I have more to say than you haven't said, really. Um, so after the match, we tweeted, um, ultimately, we have not been good enough this season and we are relegated. What are your thoughts on this season and hopes for next season? So and thank you for the amount of tweets we've back. Epic response. We've got loads to read out. So you can either go back over our Twitter timeline um, or you could just sit and listen to, to the ones that we've picked out to, yep. to read here. So at Boatsy, uh, thanks for all your tweets this season, Boatsy. You sent us loads yeah, and loads and you featured later in the show. It says, we are down and I have to say we deserve to be down. We need to rebuild and get back up again. We need to bounce back. Horrible, horrible, horrible. We need a massive change and a clear out. At Leighton James 2, taxi for Liverani. Not a clue. Sit back and invite pressure. 2-0 lead. Haha. <laughs> yeah, at Bazal 73. Said the whole club and players are pathetic. Been a lot of them and start again. At Stratis Boy says, gobsmacked. Can't beat 10 men, so don't deserve to stay up. Massive changes needed from back, sorry, from boardroom down now. Yeah, at Leighton Orient. So simple fact is of the 10 games against the five teams who finished above us, we won three. Says it all. That's a very interesting point. Yeah. Good at point. Forza Orient, Beldry, Vincelo, Cox, Dagnall, build from that spine. Yep, at Gingery ID 81. Said the season over 46 games and we've not been good enough. Gutted, but got to get out of League 2 ASAP. I can see many changes. I think that's a valid point. Yeah. Need to get out of League 2 next season because if you don't and you get you stuck, stuck in that stuck, division. Yeah. Yep. Absol- absolutely. At Kai Showing said, our season in microcosm in one game. Perfectly illustrated why we deserve to go down. Must rebuild from the top down. Statistically, coming back from a failed playoff is always hard. Mismanagement took us from mid-table expectations to League 2. Up to 15 players possibly leaving in the break will reshape the squad. That's the key, along with who's in charge. Yeah, that's a great tweet, actually. Yeah, uh, very, very on point. At Spenno011 says, I have no hopes with Liverani out. In charge, we need a full clear-out. A truly shambolic season, starting with Slade's threat and in second Porter, appointing three managers and ending up with Liverani. Spenno, yeah. that's literally my whole season roundup. So just <laughs> in one tweet. In one tweet, much better. <laughs> At Peter LOFC, <laughs> got what we deserved. Failed to beat ten men yet again this season. So many missed chances to pull away. Mid table next year. Yeah, another good point. So many missed opportunities last season. Well, season just gone. Commentary at home. Both Colchester games. List goes on and on. Yeah, all of them. Absolutely. At Sam Boast one says get rid of players who aren't interested. Get proper manager and go from there. It can't get worse than this season. Yeah, at David Barrett fifteen. All down to Bachetti and his ridiculous decision making. He knows nothing about football. Yeah, at Bucko five five one says let's get a decent manager. Clear out Deadwood, play with desire and passion. At Neil underscore Watson 37, the hopes for next season is that this Muppet is not in charge. Yeah, at F underscore Beavis says, a new team, it's my only hope. At Hampshire Orient, I hope we will be more like Shrewsbury or Stevenage next than Tranmere or Carlisle. Sadly, if Liverani stays, it will be the latter. Orient have failed on so many levels, but it boils down to poor signings, attitude and leadership, topped off with injuries. Yep. I think that sums it up. Our season pretty Very well. Very good. At Med History Man, so getting rid of Liverani and most of this squad would be a start. At Asbestos Monster, a new manager and possibly chairman who knows and cares about what he's doing and doesn't own a TV channel. Very good point there. Has TV channel been a distraction? <laughs> Don't know. Probably. Well, it's definitely cut the pitch up. Um, at Jamie PD. Says, get rid of the manager, keep some players, get rid of the sleepers, buy new talent, not 35-year-old Italians who can't run. At Valencia underscore Orient, total lack of leadership on and off the field, can't see anything improving fast. At Purple Dudders, says Dagnall does not score enough goals, 
Plenty of running, but Pritchard runs a lot and no one likes him. His lack of end product this season has let us down immensely. A point that you've made a few times with the Pritchard-Dagnall connection. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the fact that Dagnall's not put enough away, unfortunately. Yeah. At Ted, at Ted's Morris X, get Liverani out the club and get someone who can actually speak English. At Dunmark says, forget today, the damage was already done. Can't believe how we've wasted the opportunity this season. Um, Franco Cash presented. Don't know what that means. Wasted the opportunity and Franco's cash. Oh, okay, yeah. Fine. I think. At yeah. Paul Staines 86, even though I'm more until I die, two decades of at Barry Hearn's work undone in one season. Hashtag Liverani out. Yeah, unexpected item zero. This is how to wreck a team in one season. Infinitely better when we were skint but rich in team spirit. Get what we deserve. At Taser Junior, at sorry, at Taser JNR, all I can say is if some of them players are professional footballers, there's still hope for me. Bring my boots next season. <laughs> at LFC Bravi, says keep Dagnum and a few others, get Chizek back, and hopefully not have another season like this one with four different managers. Yeah, I don't think he's going to want to drop down from Championship, which is probably where Burnley will be to, to lead to. That's the only problem. At Richie J. Bourne, de- 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 dictionary definition for Tinker. Attempt to repair or improve something in a casual or desultory way, known as now known as the Liverani. Very good, very good. At Craig Thurston, says, I don't even know where to start with the squad. Sadly, I doubt any of the management set up do either. Hashtag this group gives up. <laughs> At Mike Brown Music, only consolation I can take is that Bichetti has made huge mistakes early rather than later and hopefully learns quick. Yeah, Mike, hope you're right, buddy. At Cam Chatka FC, it's a disappointing season on the pitch, but the supporters and pods like yours will be the shining lights remember this year. Thank you, pal. Thanks, mate. Yeah. At Reese N underscore 94, think the signings was the big issue. Played for the paycheck, not the club. Love Jay Simpson, Lowry at times. Yeah, good point there. At drillbitkit underscore, says, what a difference 12 months makes for the mighty O's. Still, bring, still brings up some nice derbies next season. Yeah, good point. It does, yeah. Dagenham, Barnet, yeah. South End, possibly. Yeah. At Dave Reichard, 80, seems like the manager mainly blames the players. The players just say sorry, but take little responsibility. Yeah, at TCW0102, says, we need a new manager now with a settled game plan and an understanding that in the first and second division, squad rotation is what you do when you take the players on a night out to the fun fair. We have to have simple plans, A, B and C. Zonal market is something reserved for grouting and laying a patio. <laughs> we need to have a better chance. to goal ratio. We need to close down a game and we must never, ever, ever lose a goal from a corner. And we must learn how to beat 10 men. That was obviously not just one tweet. No, that was three. That was two or three tweets, yeah. At mid-table obscure, etropo, etropo. Liverani Fiori translate as enough is enough Liverani out it's get, <laughs> get, get a decent manager in for the big rebuild yep at Geb1983 since end of the season relegated and still no applause for the fans from Liverani hashtag mm. disgusted very good point at T Justice E if at Dean underscore seven Cox goes then the team will fall, will fall to pieces especially if Liverani is still in charge yeah at Orient Meat Pie says we have fans doing good blogs Articles and podcasts, and an owner that refuses to engage, we deserve better. That's a very good point. Bichetti has never once come out and done anything for the fans. He's given out one interview at his press conference with Hearn, and he's gone once to BBC London. That's it. Yeah. No one has got any idea the man behind the myth. Yeah. At Andy P underscore 73, 
Uh, as much as I don't particularly like him, give Neil Warnock a truckload of cash to come and manage us. Yeah, I don't like Warnock either, but I'd rather Warnock than Liberani. I don't mind him, actually. At Robin LFC, says, I thought League 2 was a nightmare. I've now realise it's a definite reality. The Italians have done a proper job. At Pandemonium 1881, problems on the pitch. Started with problems off it. Serious hard work needed now just to halt the slide. At Kevin Cowlin, I think this is a great tweet. It says, great managers inspire and lead men. Liverani is incapable. Man management is key. English manager and coaching staff needed now. Bichette's arrogance, stroke ignorance, has destroyed one of the greatest groups of people we've ever had at Leighton on FC. Scandalous. That's a fair, fair tweet. Um, at the authentic Gaz, I seriously fear for our club. If Liverani isn't sacked this week, I don't want to face a season at the wrong end of League 2. Yeah, and a few tweets about the supporters. At David G. Boone, said Leighton Orient are a special club and have very special fans. It's in the blood. You cannot do much about loving the club. Absolutely, and and well done for your um, for your hampers yeah, as hampers. well. Yeah, for the hampers, well played. Well done. Um, at Michael Shea said, O's supporters have been magnificent and should hold their heads high. Our day will come. Absolutely, and in a, a few uh, tweets um, <coughs> about us being vain, basically, at Peter LOFC said, the pods have been the only highlight this year. Let's hope for more positive reporting next year. Yeah, we hope so. Hope, hopefully. At PDR1112 said, enjoyed your podcast this year. Definitely one of the bright spots in an otherwise drab season. Orient will rise again. At Dear Stu said, my highlight this season has been your podcast. The only positive from a poor season. Hashtag, we go again, but without Liverani. <laughs> <laughs> At Les underscore Bristow said, in a season full of low points for LOFC fans, one positive has been the fan podcasts. Yeah, at The Authentic mm. Gaz says, loved, loved the podcast. Already looking forward to it, returning for our League Bloody 2 adventure. Yep. At Matt Bristow, at least something has come from this disappointed season. Good work, lads. Same again next year and uh, with hopefully bouncing back. And well done, uh, Matt, on, on, your, your blog. on your blog. It's very, very authoritative in, in a sense it uses facts and, and stats and all that fantastic absolutely and as well as Matt Bristow there's West Stando yeah. again fantastic blogs great blogs there's some great stuff out there for Orient supporters there's never been a better time I thought to be an Orient supporter yeah just a shame apart from on the pitch it's not been on the pitch yeah so yep. players out of contract yep so we're going to do a quick round up quickly of players who are out of contract this season and just a quick <laughs> view on what we want yep. so Lisby uh, he love him to stay. I think he'd tear up League Two. Absolutely. Um, I think he said to someone, he said to someone at the fans at uh, the Star Man last week that that he found his time at Stevenage pretty good and that he would probably do a good job in League Two. You so know what I happened? Like him you know too, what happened? He won't. He'll, he'll leave League Two. He'll play against us. He'll score. score. Yep. Josh Wright. Hope he signs. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Plasmati. No. A really dirty fella. Piss some, off. Some, yeah, sometimes he he puts in good performances, but he's too inconsistent. Scott no. Cuthbert, I'd like to see Scott stay. Massive one. Need Scott Cuthbert to say. Mooney and Dagnall. I wouldn't be upset if we lost them. I'd be devastated if we lost Mooney. Yeah, I know because of your man crush. But that um, aside, I, I I wouldn't be. I think there's better. Really? Yeah. Okay. If it's Mooney or or Lisby, I'd rather have Lisby. I'd like both to stay. Um. But that won't happen. Because they've got no end product, that's what I'm saying. That's the reason why I don't want it. Uh, I think you're a bit harsh there, but we'll see. Uh, Marvin Barley? I hope he signs. hope he signs. His injury record might work against him, but yeah. I hope he signs. But if we can keep him fit, I think he'd do well. Gary Sawyer? Mm. Yeah, I think he'd do well at League 2. Absolutely. Hope he signs. I think yep. a lot will hinge on whether the Sainer Hopefully the Sainer won't. Or Mazzuzzi? Um Not sure. Yes, I'd love, I think I'd so. Love Mazz- I'd like Mazzuzzi and Sawyer to sign. Yeah. The Sainer can do one. Harry Lee? Uh, yep, would like to see more of Harry Lee. I haven't seen enough of Harry Lee to make a call, but I'd like to see what he can do. No, that's what I say. I'd, I'd like him to, just so that we can see more of him and hopefully be given a chance. Yep, Sean Bat. 
Um, I think he could do well at League Two, but no, probably for me not. Yeah, well, and I, I don't th- think he will anyway. Him I, and Kev, I, I, think, I, I, think, off. I think his tweet kind of suggested he was off. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Dean Cox, who isn't out of contract, he's still got two years, but what do you reckon? Stay or go? Stay. Heart or head says that? Um... 50% of both because I don't really know I think because there's there's still like Lloyd James and Vince though Baldry, Clark they're still there next season as well so I think if he get, depending on what happens in the season and pre-season I think he could end up staying if the right players come in that brings us on nicely to today so Monday 4th of May several transfer sites already reporting transfer rumours we've seen today a few Vince Lowe to Peterborough and we've seen lots of Cox to Cardiff lazy journalism probably but We'll see. I think Vince Lowe and Cox will be the two where bids start coming in. But like we said, Cox has got two years, so it's going to take a big fee to get him out. Yeah. I just hope we don't get done on the Cox fee. Yeah. I've got no problems if he goes to a decent championship Champ. club. Yeah. I don't want him to go Peterborough. I don't want him to go Brentford. I imagine he'd end up somewhere like Brighton. But possibly. We'll see. Because I think um, Chris Hooten wanted him at Norwich. Yeah. At and one Vince point, Lowe. So. I hope Vince Lowe stays. I really think he, he he's he's missed when he doesn't play. But we'll see. Also, Leighton Orient captain Mr Nathan Clark today insisted that Liverani remains the right man for the job despite relegation. He said, I think he's the right man. He's enthusiastic about being here and desperate to push the players on and improve them, so why not? It's been a massive disappointment throughout and we're thankful for their support throughout the season. It's been fantastic and the fans have stuck with us through what has been shocking. We can only thank them again for turning out in their numbers. They were with us right to the end, even when they possibly knew results weren't going our way. We have to look forward to a better season and we want them right behind us. So club captain Nathan Clark comes out and backs his man. Yeah. So we are going to bring out the Express feature. yourself. Got the music pumped? Yeah. Oh no, I haven't actually. Oh, no. I was I was busy preparing for um for the actual feature itself. Uh, we are in here and we are So lots, lots come through um uh, yesterday and today. Yeah, we've had we've had loads. So thanks to everyone. So here we go. Express yourself for the last time. What, only the second time on the pot? First time. Second and final time this season. Yeah. Express yourself. Express yourself. So express That's yourself for that. <laughs> is back. So the first one, thank you to Mr. Taylor Justice, who left us a voice memo. Um, Simple and sweet. Yep, so that was literally it. So that was the crowd chanting at Swindon, chanting Liverani out. So that's Taylor Justice. That's the first time we've heard it this season. And normally, Orient fans are pretty quick to to be chanting, but it actually wasn't until the end of the... Yep, absolutely. Yep. Last, Secondly, it was Scott Hamilton. So this isn't a voice recording, this is via email. So Scott said, I'd just like to say that I think Liverani should and probably will keep his job. This being because the squad is likely going to change hugely with contracts expiring and our bigger names, for example, Vince Lowe and Coxie moving us, now giving Liverani a chance to get in his own players who he wants and build on the experience he's gained so far with a couple of positive results. Also, I just do not see any managers out there unemployed who would want the job. So, good point there from Scott. I think there'd be plenty of managers who would want the job, yeah. but we will see. Young, fresh, but, fresh managers. like we said, if Liverani mm. does stay in the job we hope he's backed and we hope Bichette gives him the money and he's allowed to make the calls on who he wants Yeah. so thirdly this is a voice memo from Mr Dyer Elias yeah, uh, David Elias David Elias he's more commonly known and this is what he's got to say 
David here from sunny Newcastle under Lyme. Uh, I'm starting to hope that maybe I fell down the stairs at Wembley at half time and I'm currently in a coma. Uh, no? Oh, um, well, at least York is some good pubs, I suppose. Uh, who am I kidding? Uh, this, this is grim. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. Thank you very much for that, David. This is grim. Maybe we all fell down the stairs at half time and maybe we're all bound to wake up shortly at Wembley for the second half. Very bad dream. But anyway. If we are, Jamie Jones, stay on your bloody line, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, another voice man about to come up. So, this is from PDR1112. Thank you for all your contributions and your sons to the podcast. Mr. Luke, here we go. It's a message from at PDR1112. Feel so sorry for the Orient fans this season. They've been thoroughly let down by the board and especially the management. Some players have tried, but obviously not enough. I feel a change of management is essential before the League 2 season starts. Liverani has to go. A management needs to be in place who understands how the lower league levels work. Next season will hopefully be a better one and we shall get promoted. Come on, you O's. Yep, great voice memo there, so thank you to PDR. Good point, you know, he wants Liverani out, and <clears throat> many, many people do, kind of. Yeah, you know. there seems to be the general consensus. Yep, the next one is an email from Christine Dewis, who sits by, to our left-hand side at South Stands. Thanks, Christine. Again, thanks for all your tonic caramel bars. They come in handy <laughs> half-time to get that Thanks for feeding us, yeah. Yep, she said, today was a massive ask, and deep down, I never thought we would stay up. Too many other teams to rely on to lose or draw. But I think we deserve what we got this season. Today, we play a team that fielded mostly reserves. A keeper that came on and looked like Humpty Dumpty <laughs> playing against 10 men. He was a bit chunky. He was. 2 no up and we couldn't hold on to a lead. Unbelievable. It says it all, really. Yeah. I, like all fans, think Liverani should go. He's had his chance and now it's got to be bye-bye. But I give him his due. He was man enough to stay on the pitch at the end of the game and took the chance and booze and not many managers would have stayed. They would have gone straight down the tunnel. I am now going to enjoy my summer and I hope you both do too and all our fans also. Forget and enjoy and I hope that we go straight back up next season. Remember, we are a great club with great fans. Up the O's. Thanks very much, Christina. Christine. Great email. And, uh, yeah, lovely. And Chris Wood, thanks again. You've been in touch with us um, by email. I just looked at my original email to you and knew that the Orient could not have good th- three good years on the trot but hadn't expected it to be so poor. I, like others, cannot see why they are favourites with bookies to go back up, even with an owner with money. Let's hope that they can get a manager who knows League 2 and can make the players, whoever they may be, come together as a team. That's the only way you can win in the lower levels. Thanks for your podcasts each week. Please try and make them happen in the off-season so us exiles can be well informed with what is happening. Yep, cheers for that, Chris. That's fantastic, and we will endeavour to do so. Yep. So two voice memos left, so... The first of the two is from Ben Boats, a regular contributor via Twitter um, and has done an Express Yourself before. So here is at Boats' Express Yourself. I'm gutted today that we have finally been relegated to League Two, but the writing was on the cards after we couldn't beat Rochdale. That was the day that we we truly got relegated. Not being able to win our game in hand um, and putting in such poor performances this season has ended in our demise to League Two. It's going to be a tough division next year, and we have to get things right on the pitch and off the pitch. Uh, Bichetti needs to look at where things have gone wrong this season and make amends for next year. Nice, superb. Yeah, yeah. so nice, nice summary. There. I think Ben makes a great point there. Just saying, um, 
about the Rochdale game in hand. I think everyone kind of thought it would be all right, or maybe kind of. Well, my gut instinct was telling me back in February that we weren't yeah. going to do it. But yeah, then but I changed my mind and. I think once we, out, once we lost at Rochdale, it was kind of out of our own hands and things started to change. So thanks for that, Ben. And lastly, on the last Express Yourself of the se- season, this is from Shivam Patak, who I believe is 13 years old and yeah. a massive O's fan. Yeah, so. some of his tweets are really like yeah. intelligent tweets, actually. So here's what Shivam had to say. Hey there, my question to you is, instead of just blaming it all on Liverani, yes, we know, he screwed up this season. But is it time for some new firepower up top? I mean, Mooney and Cox have served us so well, but is it time to scout for some new players or start looking to our academy? Do we need a new fresh start on the pitch rather than on the bench? Thanks. That was brilliant. Good Thanks question, there. Absolutely, yeah, spot on. Yeah, absolutely. So I think the change is needed generally in answer to your question, Yep. to absolutely. be honest with you. Um, we'll see what happens, I guess. We'll yeah. see, what, see what happens. Yeah. Um, so, going forward, we will be at the charity match uh, in aid of Prestate Cancer UK on Sunday, the 31st of May. If you haven't got your tickets yet, please um, get them soon. Yeah. Uh, brilliant lineup. And if you see us, we'll be wearing tons of Orange Outdoor podcast badges. Come and say hi. Yeah. We'll, uh, be selling, we'll be selling them and donating all the money to Prostate Cancer UK. It's only two quid. Um, so please. Um, please come over and, and purchase one. Yeah, it's my daughter's first football match. So if you see a, a guy um, looking terrified, looking terrified, and a daughter screaming, wearing an Outlook podcast, That'd be bag, you. that's me. Okay. Um, we are also delighted to announce that a special edition of the Orient Outlook podcast will be available um, the week before, with as many Orient legends in it as we can get. Yeah. So special edition coming up at that. Um, and even though the season is now over, we still want to hear from you, um, which you can do so via the normal channels. So we have Twitter. Um, email, yeah, Instagram, can... voice memos, keep them coming because we'll still be tweeting like crazy and taking up your timelines. Yep, absolutely. So um, as we it. tweeted, this is a very, very special um, exclusive interview announcement. We are delighted to be able to now announce that Orient hero, Super Kevin super, Lisby. Super, <laughs> Kev, super, super Kev, super, super Kev, super Kev, super Kevin Lisby has agreed to an interview with us this week, this Thursday. Yep. Uh, please email or tweet us any questions you have and we'll do our best to get you answers for them. So that is Super Kevin Lisby has agreed to an interview with us. We will be putting it out in two parts. and um, First part will be available this the following Sunday. Next week. Yep. Yep. So um, any we- questions, get them over. So Mr Levy, that is it. Our debut season as a podcast finishes. Um, so we will be back... Next season, well, we're back kind of next week with the uh, with Lisby Kevin Lisby's interview. Yeah, yep. so we would quickly like to thank everyone who's been involved with this podcast this season, uh, including Mr. Darren Houghton with all our IT stuff, Cliff for driving Paul mostly, yeah, all the away games, yep, Orient Outlook podcast chauffeur, yep, music. Oh, you want to do that? Yeah, now? yeah. okay, yeah. Um, Johnny Davis and Colin Mumford, have you just mentioned them? Nope. Johnny Davis and Colin Mumford for helping to build our relationship with the club. Mr. Howard Gould and the Leighton Orient Trust. Absolutely. Matt Lockwood for doing the interview. Frankie Clark, Scott McLeish. Yep. Chris for, Smith. For your interviews. Yeah, yep. Chris Smith for sending us his player rating. Right and, at the beginning of the season, yep. Yeah, and our South Stand chums who are there week in, week out 
and make Brisbane Road the home it is. So, Warren and Guy, you sit behind us. Yeah, Dennis, Vince, Lucy, Danny, James, Christine and Bob, Ken uh, and your boy Mark uh, and uh, Dave, who sits across the aisle from us. Oh, and Graham Levy. Oh, and Graham when yeah. he comes, yeah. Uh, but, as importantly, the thousands of you who have tweeted us, sent us emails, voice recordings, for express yourself, people saying hi to us at games, and you for listening right now right right now absolutely Absolutely. so have a good summer keep in touch with us and join us next season on the Orient Outlook podcast up the O's arrivederci arrivederci